0: Welcome to the Grace Center Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Mauli Chikata, lead pastor at Grace Center. For more information about this message and our church, visit gracecenter.church or call 0244-010868. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the opportunity to receive your word. We ask that, oh God, You will minister life to us, grant us grace, experience the power of your word in the name of Jesus. May we not live here the same. We live here knowing that your word has the ability to change our lives, even for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We've been dealing with a strong start. We've touched on how to deal with trials, saying that as Christians, we are bound to face trials. Jesus said that as long as you are in this world, you go through persecution, you go through... T- so challenges are not alien to our work with God. Amen. That we go through challenges, it's not strange. It is actually that which confirms our faith. It says the trial of our faith produces patience. So your faith will be tried. You need to get to the point where you leave behind that Christianity that says that when you are a Christian, you will not face any problems again. Problem-free. There's nothing like problem-free. Amen. A trial of your faith. Your faith will be tried. Your faith will be tested. It has to produce in you patience. And then the other week, we looked at overcoming temptations. looked at the fact that temptations are as a result of our choices when they meet opportunities. Praise the Lord. Our desires, when your desires come face to face with opportunities. Some of you this year, your desires will come face to face with opportunities. Some of the prayers you pray are to create opportunities. And if you have not worked on your desires, you will fall. You will fall. So temptations come when our desires come face to face with the fine opportunities. May the Lord help us to overcome in Jesus' name. The last week we looked at wisdom. That there are two kinds of wisdom. Wisdom which is worldly, earthly, sensual. Sensual wisdom. earthly wisdom. And James concludes by saying that it is demonic. And there is heavenly wisdom. Wisdom that comes from above wisdom that is demonic, sensual, and earthly, has hatred. is envious. is envious. But the wisdom which is from above, which is from the Lord God Almighty, uses good things in us. And I pray that in this year you walk in the wisdom of God. And this morning I'm going to end our series on Strong Start. I'm going to look at planning how you make plans or how you plan for your life when the year begins everybody's planning everybody's putting things in place plan for our schools plan for education some plan for their marriages some plan for for their new homes some plan for new jobs some plan for a new healthy life so you meet people and then first two days of the year they tell you that this year i'm taking my health seriously praise the lord they are going for jogging they've become vegetarians cutting down on the fat cutting down on the oil these are all good things some plan for their marriages this year i'm going to marry even though he's not dating anybody and he's planning even though he has nowhere to lay his head yet but he's planning for marriage praise the lord some are planning for children are planning what schools their children will attend. Others are planning for their businesses. Whether to expand business or to close down a business. Or whether to start new businesses. These are all things that we put in place. Hallelujah. Some plan for their education. Some are looking for scholarships. Some are doing all kinds of... So When the year introduces itself to us, one of the things that many people do is that We plan. Amen. And making plans is not wrong. Jesus himself said that who amongst you wants to build a tower does not sit down. To count the cost. Counting the cost means that you are putting plans in place. Amen. Planning in itself is not wrong. It's not bad. And Paul himself, Paul who wrote a major part of the New Testament talks about planning. Let's go to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15. This is just the foundation. Acts chapter 15, verse 36. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. So Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So Paul planned with Barnabas let us go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of God and see how they are doing. So they had gone to a city, they they had gone to preach the word, and now Paul is planning with who? Barnabas, to go back, to go back. And during the planning, there was a contention. There was a fight. Barnabas says, let's go with John Mark. Paul says, no, he did not go with us when we were in Pamphylia. He cannot go with us, so there was a separation. Sometimes during planning comes separation. Amen. So Paul planned. Acts chapter 18 from the verse 20. Acts 18 from the verse 20. We also see Paul, when they asked him to stay a longer time with them, he did not consent. He did not consent. But took leave of them saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again, God willing. And he sailed to Ephesus. He said, stay with us. He said, no, I have other plans. Amen. I have an agenda. I have to go, but I will come again. You see, I will plan and I will come again. So, it's not bad to plan. It is very good and it is scriptural. Amen. Here again we see in First Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. From the verse 5, Now I will come to you when I pass through Macedonia, for I am passing through Macedonia, and it may be that I will remain or even spend the winter with you, that you may send me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you, if the Lord permits. But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, a great and effective door has been opened to me and there are many adversaries. Hallelujah. So here you see the plan of Paul right here. Clearly. He says, I will come to you when I pass through Macedonia. That's his plan. He, I'll come to you. I'll come to you. The church in Corinth. And it may be that I will remain or even spend the winter with you. So he's telling them of his plans. He may remain with them or he will spend the winter with them that they will send him on his journey wherever he goes. Send him on his journey wherever he goes. I do not wish to see you now. You see, he says, right now, I don't want to see you on the way. But I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. And he comes to tell them of his plan. He says, but I will tarry, I will wait in Ephesus until... Pentecost for a great and effective door has been opened to me, and there are many adversaries. So here you see Paul telling the church in Corinth of his plans. So here we see that even the apostle Paul had planned in his life. Jesus says that I must need go through Samaria. He planned that he has to go through Samaria. Praise the Lord. But you see, there are two things about planning. You may plan either the right way or you may plan the wrong way. And in this season that many of us are planning, my prayer through this word is that you will do it the right way and not the wrong way. Because there is a right way of planning and there is a wrong way of planning. And today's church leave behind the right way of doing things and are chasing the wrong way in the name of of what is popular. But I pray for you that by this teaching, you will realign yourself and begin to plan properly in Jesus' name. So go with me to James. James has been our scripture for this month, for this series. It's been a wonderful season studying through the book of James. So James chapter 4, we'll look at the verse 13. James chapter 4, we'll be reading from the verse 13 through to the verse 17. He says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live. And do this or that But now you boast in your arrogance All such boasting is evil Therefore to him who knows to do good And does not do it To him it is sin May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus name All right. So here there are two things that are revealed to us here The first thing is a revelation of submitting your plans to the will of God submitting your plans to the will of God. And the second one is ignoring the will of God when it comes to your plan. First one is submitting your will or your plans to the will of God. The second one is ignoring the will of God in your planning. How do we submit our plans to the will of God? first point about submitting your plans to the will of God is that, which is the right way of planning, the first point is that you make the plans anyway, but you give them to the Lord for His approval. Your plans need approval from the Lord. How? You need to know whether it is the will of God for you or not. And what most Christians do is that we just plan and we go. It's like you sit in the car, you turn the ignition on and then you step on the accelerator and you're going. And for most of us, if I should ask you what your plans for the year is, you will give me the list. But if I should ask you whether this that you are doing is it the will of God, there will be problems. Because in the verse 15, he says, instead, if the Lord wills. He's not saying don't plan. He's saying that in your planning, know that there is something called the will of God. Because he says, they will say, oh, tomorrow we'll go to such and such city. We'll do this. We'll spend a year there. We'll buy and sell. We'll make profit. But he says, instead, you should say that if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. If the Lord wills, the Lord has a will. God has a will, praise the Lord. No wonder we do things and we get to a point and then we are broken. And then we carry it to God in prayer and it looks like things are not changing. Things will not change because it is not the will of God. You can't force, you can't superimpose your will on God's will. Even you, when somebody is superimposing their will on you, you say, let us resist oppressor's rule. Then you remember that there is a line like that in the national anthem. Praise the Lord. He says, is it the will of God? Is that what God is asking you to do? Because there was a time in the lives of the apostles, they wanted to go and preach. They wanted to move from city to city. Then the Spirit of the Lord said, no, don't go. Stay here. They stayed and the Spirit of the Lord redirected them to a different place. God has a plan for your life. And in your planning, you must make sure that it is connected to God's will and God's plan for your life. Amen. God has a plan for you. So even in the scriptures we read, if you look at the Acts chapter 18, the Acts chapter 18 scripture we read, in the verse 21, Paul says, he took leave of them saying, I will by all means keep this feast coming in Jerusalem, but I will return to you God willing. I will return to you God will. In other words, I want to return, but my return is subject to the will of God. It's subject to the will of God. So, he can promise you, but when God says, don't return, he will not return. And that's what most believers don't know how to do. Maybe this year, you are planning to start a business. You have put everything in place. It looks like everything is in proper order. Then God speaks to you. And you're like, oh, Ah, but if I go, I'll make profit, I'll do this, everything's in place, see, everything's set, everything's asserted I'm hearing a wrong voice. Then you deny the voice of God. Then you will go. The same things that I've said, you will go. And then you find out that instead of making profit, you are making losses. And guess what? God has told you that this is not my will for you. But because of your stubbornness, that you are struggling so there are many people who are struggling not because their plans are wrong but because their approach is that they took God's will out of the way you have planned yes you are going to marry the lady yes nobody stopping you parents agree everybody has agreed we have come before pastor he's finished with the counseling everything is well you said this year you are going to marry yes go ahead we are all telling you go ahead Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But is it the will of God for you? It's a question you need to ask. And when God speaks to you and reveals his will for you, would you be willing to obey? Would you be willing to walk by it? If you're going to enjoy the blessings of the Lord in this year, you need to understand that there is something called the will of God. And you have to submit your plans to God's will. Can I hear an amen? And sometimes... When we submit our plans to God's will, God begins to reveal to us that my child, my son, your thinking is small. Your thinking is so small. This business you want to do, you think that, oh, the bottom line is that you're going to make about 2,000 cities every month. God can reveal to you ways that will triple, double, quadruple that profit margin you are looking at. Why? Because as you submit it to him, he begins to give you ideas, begin to give you areas that you were blinded to. He begins to open your mind and let you know that, my child, this is my will for you, this is what I want to do for you and sometimes you think that this person will help me that person will help me and God will tell you that no don't talk to him don't talk to this guy just go go ahead and bring help us your way and before you realize help is coming from left right center why because you have submitted to the will of God it's not you have planned and you are running many of us we plan and we run we plan and we run but this year may the Lord grant you grace That you will submit your plans to the will of God. If it is God's will. Jesus had a plan to run away from the cross. He had a very nice plan. To run away from the cross. In the garden of Gethsemane. He even went to God and said, God, if it is your will, let this cup pass over. That was the plan of Jesus. That the cup will pass over him. But thanks be to God. He said, nevertheless, not my will. So Jesus himself submitted his will, his desires, his plans to the will of God. And but for the fact that he had submitted it to the will of God, you and I will not be saved. You and I will not be saved. But he submitted his plans to the will of God. And God's will came to pass. How? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You and I today have eternal life because Jesus went to the cross. He submitted Jesus literally submitted his plans to God and said, Lord, have your will. Let your will be done. Amen. In the scripture we looked earlier, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, about Paul, about Paul, he says verse 5, now I come to you when I pass through Macedonia, For I am passing through Macedonia, and it may be that I will remain, or even spend the winter with you, that you may send me on my journey wherever I go, for I do not wish to see you now on the way but I hope to stay a while with you. If the Lord permits, if the Lord permits, can I hear you say, if the Lord permits, you see, when you know that God can either permit or not permit, your disappointment is low. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Many Christians today think that everything they think God permits. I'm buying a car this year. Lord, this year, I call the car forth in the name of Jesus. I command the car from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south. I command the money to come. This year, I am buying the car in the name of Jesus. And God does not permit it. So, guess what happens? They get angry at God. This Christian work, it is not real. How? I pray. I fast this month. If you see the number of people fasting and praying in 30s and you listen to the prayer topics, you will wonder. It's like God is going to do everything they have desired to do. But the scripture says, if the Lord permits, we are just like what is being described in James chapter 4. We say to ourselves, I'm going here tomorrow, 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 next month, this, that, without seeking and submitting it to the will of God. I pray that we'll repent and know that there is something called the will of God. There's something called God's permission. God can permit and God may not permit. And so if you desire it, if you plan it and God does not permit it, you know that Lord, I submitted it to your will. Praise the Lord. So why should we pray if the Lord wills? These days when you say if the Lord wills, they say you don't have faith. It is a lie from the pit of hell. Anybody who prays if the Lord wills is a person of faith. Because when you pray if the Lord wills, number one, you are saying that God has a will. Number two, you are saying that God can intervene in your affairs. When I say if the Lord wills, I'm saying that whatever God wants to do, He should do it. Anybody who has faith is the person who says that, God, whatever you want to do, do it. That's faith. Jesus' mother told the disciples, he said, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. That's faith. Whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. And guess what? He told them to carry water and go and serve water when the people needed wine at a wedding. What a disgrace what a disgrace that your wine is finished and what you are serving your guests is water did they tell you they did not have water at home they came to enjoy the wine they came to feast they came to feast and you are saying that serve water but guess what whatsoever he says to you do it by that faith the miracle occurred anybody who prays Lord let your will be done Anybody who says, Lord, I submit to your will is one who is walking in faith. Who is saying that, Lord, you can intervene in my affairs. You have a right to be in my affairs. And I believe that you can do it for me. Second point is that if you really want your plans to come to pass, you will see God first, know his will, then you plan accordingly. Hallelujah. Listen. Today, what we are living is not real Christianity. What we are living is all kinds of new age philosophies and ideas. Dream it. Do it. Name it. Claim it. Hallelujah. If you can dream it, you can have it. If you can name it, you can claim it. That's what we have reduced Christianity to. You see, Christianity is not about name it, claim it. It's not about what you dream you can have. Christianity is what God has for you, he gives to you. What God has for you, he gives to you. What God wants for you, he makes sure he gives to you. That's what Christianity is about. Christianity is about the will of God. So whatever your plans are, submit it to the will of God. Submit it to the will of God and receive from him. Amen. God wants you to know his will. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17. That's all our relationship with God is about. Knowing his will and walking by it. It says, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It is wisdom to know the will of God. It is foolish not to know the will of God. It is wise And last week, we spoke about the wisdom of God. And many of us, we are walking with wisdom which is sensual, and sensual wisdom never wants to submit to the will of God. Says that this is what I want, and I'm going for it. We have become motivational people. You can go, but you break your neck. You can go, you will be disappointed. But you see, when you know that this is the will of God for me, and you are walking by his will, No matter what happens to you, you know that God has said it. So this is God's will for me and I'm content with it. Can I hear a loud amen? What is success for you today? Success for you today is not about the will of God. Success for you today is what you have determined in your heart. Success for you is what other people have determined for you. For instance, today, if you're a young person, success means that you must own a car. I see young people, sometimes 31, 32, they want to build their homes. And we all say they are successful. Successful. How did you get the money? How did you make the money? Right after school. You did your national service for one year. You've been working for two years. How did you make the money? Have you asked how people make money in this country? Have you asked how people are making money to get the things they are getting? Have you asked? No. But you call it success. What if God opens your eyes to the kind of things people are doing? which have become success by your standard and because you are not following what the will of God for your life is. Because the moment you follow God's will for your life, everything about life changes for you. Everything about life changes for you. I'm not saying don't plan, no, but I'm saying in your planning, submit it to the will of God. Lest you fall into serious trouble. Hallelujah. It is unwise. It is unwise not to know the will of God. It is wisdom to understand God's will for your life. Something happened, I think on Thursday. I was in the office. A gentleman calls me. The pastor, yeah, I've been looking for your number. It's good, I'm talking to you. But the guy sounded so desperate. There was the problem. No. I used to live in East Ligo. I was washing cars. And Then a the man came to wash his car. And when he came to wash his car, he looked at me and he said he likes me. That he wants to help me. Okay, so he says, okay, going forward, he won't come to the washing bay. I should come to his house and wash his cars. So he goes to this man's house, he's washing his cars, and he says, The man is rich. And he says he's very rich. Then he spoke to you. He says he saw cars. I see the cars. He said the man said that he wants to stop giving him money, but he wants to show him how to make his own money. Now the man says, if he's ready, you should let him know. Right? Comes to the man and says, I'm ready. And the man says, okay, we are going on a journey. Taking you somewhere. But this thing, don't tell anybody. Okay. So he follows the man. According to him, they went to Benin. And on their way, they bought stuff along. So they went, the man took him to a shrine. When they went to the shrine. The man had to leave him there. He said the man left him there. So he was alone with the priest. The man gave him instructions, gave some things to him, and told him that when he comes back, he should go and get a sack and put it in the middle of the road. At midnight, he should go and take the sack and open it. Whatever he sees, he should call him. The guy did the things and put the sack in the middle of it. He said he disguised himself as a madman to guide the sack, to be a guard on it, so that nobody will come and take it. He left it on the road. He said at midnight he went he took the sack when he opened it bundles of dollars bundles of dollars so he called the man and said I've seen bundles of dollars the man said hey don't touch the money that's not the real money the real money is that you have to organize a big party and let people come when they come look for a bowl and let them wash their hands when they wash their hands the water after washing their hands you will drink that water you drink the water now you don't have to go to the road again in your room anytime you need money just put the sack there open it and then you find the money in there he says he doesn't have money to organize a big party so he called the man and said he doesn't have money he's a broke guy doesn't have money to organize a big party this money is enough can you just use it the man said no that is not the instruction he said okay can I ask the other man Who brought me there for money to... The man said, no. He's also from the same source. So you can't use his money to get this. So look for money. Guess what? Guess what? In this guy's wildest imagination, the person to give him the money to do the party so that he will get a lot of money so he will share 50-50 with him, is me. (laughs) So he called me, the pastor. Hmm. The money is plenty money. 50-50. I see your pictures. I see that you want to do some wild tech, big tech. This money, you can do this. You can do that. I said, hey. I said, hey. I am not a fool. Number one, you are a scammer. Number two, you need to repent. And give your life to Christ. Number three, get off the phone. When you are ready to repent, you can call me back. I cut the line. I cut the line. I walked to the office and I shared it with the guys in the office. They're like, oh, it was an anti climax. When he was telling me the story, I thought, oh, he's done it and he's going through some demonic something and he wants me to pray for him. But do you know what that told me? That tells me that in the league of all these guys who do coming or who do ritual money and these things. They have pastors who support them, who give them money sometimes to do what they do and give them 50% back. The guy was saying, I'll give you 50%. Now imagine if I don't know God's will for my life. If I don't know what God's will for my life is. Dollars. Sack. When you hear sack alone. Now you, you are looking for some small bundles and now you are hearing sack you will follow after it and there are many young people today and that's what happens if you don't know God's will for your life you will fall into all kinds of problems, struggles all, all kinds of things because you have been unwise foolish on not knowing what God's will for your life is and you are following after greed and glory praise the Lord So it says don't be unwise be wise. Understand the will of God for your life. Amen. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1 Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. It says for this reason also since the day we had it do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So he says that When we heard that you have given your life to Christ, when we have heard of your faith, which is spreading abroad, since then, we do not cease to pray for you. And our prayer for you is that we ask that you be filled with the knowledge of the will of God. That you will be filled with His will. The will of God can fill you. Some of you, your will is overriding God's will. So even when God is leading you, you think that it is a distraction. Some people don't come to church because they feel that church is a distraction. To move them away from what they have to do. I pray that the will of God will fill your heart. I pray that the will of God will fill your heart. And guess what? When the will of God fills your heart, Sally, the next thing is that you set your plans aside. And say that, Lord, whatever you want to do with me, do it. That's the point you get to. Hallelujah. That's the point you get to. And today we don't have Christians who say, Lord, Whatever you want to do with me, let's do it. We want ourselves. We love ourselves. We love our time. We love our money. We love our rest. We love our sleep. We love our bodies. Amen. Amen. We love everything about us. It is not about, Lord, whatever you want to do with me, Lord, do it. I remember when we were born again. Ah, oh, Lord, whatever you want to do, Lord, do with me. Today, people are born again so that the plans they have, God can help them to achieve it. Lord, I am broke. I am told that when I become a Christian, you became poor, that through your poverty, we might be made rich again. And so, Lord, I am setting aside my poverty to follow you to be rich. Jesus said, the poor, they shall be with you. Praise the Lord. It's not about Lord. I'm giving, I'm accepting your sacrifice on the cross so that whatever plans it is you had for me before bringing me into this world, I will be able to have a relationship with you that will help me to do it. Amen. So you and I submit to the will of God knowing that God has a will. God has a plan. He says, I know the plans that I have towards you. They are plans of good, not of evil. To bring you to an expected. God's plan for us are good. Say, God's plan for me is good. Say, it is good. God's plan for me is not evil. It is good. You, God created you. He has plans for you. You, the creation, you say you have plans for yourself. And your plans are better than the plans of God. That's how we live our lives. That's how we live our lives. So the first point is that we submit our plans to the will of God, Uh, which is good, good planning. The wrong planning is when we ignore the will of God. So let's look at ignoring the will of God. What does he say? James chapter 4, verse 13. You who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? Even the vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such is evil. Ignoring the will of God, number one, is foolishness. Hear this scripture. It is foolishness because, number one, life is complex. Why is life complex? Life is complex because you don't know what tomorrow holds. As you are seated there, you don't know, you don't know what the next minute or next seconds holds for you. Praise the Lord. You don't know. Life is so complicated. It's such a complex world we are living in. Today you are here, tomorrow you are gone. I can give you story after story. Recently, we were all there. They said some company was carrying blasts. They use in a mining site. Got to a place, according to the story, An Aboboya guy tricycle crossed him. The van went into it and then boom, a whole, a whole town. Can you imagine someone who went to a farm in the morning, comes back in the afternoon, catching some rest. And all he has building. When I saw the area shot, of the town i was like wow this is unimaginable in your wildest dream you can never think that something like this will happen to a whole town some of them went to bed had plans, and all of a sudden grrr. life is so complex that you cannot boast in tomorrow no 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 because this guy comes from a very rich family here in ghana all his siblings are doing well oil sector, real estate, like rich, very rich brothers goes to school in Germany, doing well, meets Christ amongst his siblings, he's the most serious Christian amongst them, comes down to work, is driving his car, gets to Legon, a bus from nowhere thermosauce from the top lands right on his car and he's dead he was just in traffic He's dead. You are here today, tomorrow, you are gone. Here today, tomorrow, I'm talking to you right now. I may step out and you hear of me again. Same for you. Life is so complex that you cannot boast about tomorrow. You need to submit to the will of God. You need to submit to the will of God. So that if it is God's will for you, you'll be content with whatever God brings your way. Can I hear loud amen? Amen. Yes, you are not being paid well at that job. And you want to move. It's good. We all, we all, we all have to feed our families and the rest. But in your movement, is it the will of God for you? Because you may move. Right now, you are not being paid well, but your relationship with God is good. You may move to another job. You are being paid well. But you are dragging yourself. You'll find bosses who drink, who take you to places that will move you away from what God's will is for your life. You understand what I'm saying? So, whatever it is, submit it to God. Am I saying don't move from your job? No, that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that in your movement, what is God's will? What is God's will? Praise the Lord. What is God's will? Life is so complex. Complex about time. It says, today or tomorrow. Complex about activities. buying and selling. You don't know what to buy tomorrow. You don't know what to sell tomorrow. In fact, today, you have plans that this is what you are going to buy. If you are presented with options, your plans will change. Your plans will change. If you are presented with options today, your plans will change. Especially the women. Especially the women. It comes naturally to them. When we are presented with options, our plans change. Your plans will change. That's life. That's life. Think that guy is so committed to you. Wait. If he has not put a ring on your finger, wait. Let another option come. Plans will change. Plans will change. Amen. Amen. Because your plans have changed more than five times. You have promised Abna. You have promised Akosia. You have promised Koko. You have promised (laughs) all kinds of people. Why? Because you saw this option and you said no. Life is so uncertain. It is complex, full of uncertainties. You can't guarantee tomorrow. This business, you say you have planned. You know, you go for business meeting, they say, SWOT analysis. Do your SWOT. Strength, weakness, opportunities. It has to be what? Timely. You do You do everything do market analysis, market survey, put everything, know where your customers, consumers, all those things. You can do everything. Everything will look good on paper until you move. Realize that talent can be your door. So complicated. Just one policy decision can change everything. Just the rise of fuel. Today people go to the fuel pump, The fuel prices up. They decide that they will not buy. They won't do like, life is so complicated that you cannot live as though you are God. You need to submit to the will of God. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. And today we are here, tomorrow we are not. So we cannot be boastful. We cannot live as though we own the world. Today you may be strong. Tomorrow you wake up and you go like, ah, I feel some pain here. Some small pain. Oh, let me take para. to go. You take para. In the afternoon you say, I'm still feeling the pain. Let me take para. You take para. And in the evening, it becomes so severe. Somebody who was strong, jumping around, it becomes so severe. Then you go; they say you have something has developed in your head. They have to do an operation. Fifteen thousand now, one hundred dollars. Who will be there? They say fifteen thousand dollars. What life is so complicated that you can? Today you are you are in good health. You think everything is well with you. It's just the grace of God. Amen. Yeah. That's why you need to always submit your plans to God. You need to submit yourself to the will of God. Amen. Yeah. Sickness happen. Death happens. Death happens. Things happen. You cannot trust a man. You can't trust your parents. You can't trust in your uncles. You can't trust in your siblings. You can't trust in your academic qualifications. I have mates. I finished school how many years now? Over 10-15 years now. I still have mates who have not had a job yet. They've not had a job yet. One of the reasons I don't like old school old school associations. It is depressing for some people. It's depressing for some people. It's good. It's good. We go. But for me like there are some people you go for meetings and they are just quiet. And I feel for such people because they look, oh this guy's working here. And they'll to tell you no get job for me. Job for the boys. It's serious. And some associations, instead of being support system for others, they become show-off. You know, show-off. Life is complex. Somebody finishes school, national service in a good place is employed, just rising like that. Favor of the Lord upon his life. And so, life is so complicated that you cannot, you cannot live as though you are God. Submit your plans to God. You can't live as though everything is with you. You know? people write down New Year resolutions. I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do that. And then they start. I'm going to lose weight. The weight loss people there is, is the most common one. I'm going to lose weight, then they'll start. And they'll keep quiet. They'll, you see, I believe in succeeding in quietness, in silence. You see, just do that thing by the grace of God. You see, they'll start. They, they run two meters, you not know, them take pictures, selfie, post on Facebook. Then, after one week, You don't see the updates again. Then after three weeks when you see them, you would have wished that the year did not come. Because the weight they entered the new year with, and this one, last year was even better. Praise the Lord. Some people too say, they say they want to gain weight. You see, just submit to God. Oh, God can help you. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? God can give you the ability to stick to an exercise regime. You wake up in the morning, you don't know where the strength comes from, you don't know where the desire comes from, you don't know what comes from, you say, this is it, and God gives you the strength to do it. That's what I'm talking about. God can, give, God, God can change your interest right now. The food you used to love, God can change your taste buds. Now when you see the food, that makes you grow fat. You don't want to touch it again. He can do all things. And if you can't trust him for a weight loss regime, then you can't trust him to give you a good wife. If you can't trust him, if you can't, it means you can't trust him for anything. The same way you can't trust God to help you Build interest in whatever exercises, whatever food you have to overcome and whatever. If you can't trust him for that, who told you that you can trust him for a good wife? You, you've seen the lady, all your bodies do you, digi, digi, How can God intervene and tell you that this one is not his will and you will listen? You will not. Do you understand now? You will not. Trust him. You're gonna make a choice about school. Trust him. I kid you not. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. There's some. There's some people. The mistake was the school they went to. And met the wrong people. That's 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 it. That's it. Trust in the Lord. Everybody say, hey, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it the will of God for you to go there? The will of God. If if we don't trust him. To submit to his will, he calls us arrogant. Boastful. The verse 16. You boast in your arrogance. You are planning your life what tomorrow holds for you without God. You are arrogant. I'm not the one saying, God is saying, if I told you you are arrogant, you say, pastor, is too harsh. Yes, you boast in your arrogance. Hallelujah. You boast in your arrogance. And he says that this way is a way of sin. That's what the verse 70, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him is sin. What is good here? Good is seeking the will of God. So if you know that God's will for you is that you will seek his will and you don't do it, walking in sin. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us that we will submit our will to him. And so today, my prayer for you is that you will do what is right. In your planning, involve God. Involve God. God can deliver you from a lot of things. So. Can deliver you. You are planning for your wedding. Can deliver you from some, some makeup artist who will come and destroy your wedding for you. But you don't know. Because we don't live practical Christianity. God can tell you. Everybody says, this makeup girl, she's okay. She's, she's the best. God can let your spirit clash with the person. Just so she doesn't do it. But if she does it, will be a, if not that kind, you know. You have wasted your money. Oh, when it is time for her to show up, she will not show up. Give you all kinds of excuses. And then your wedding day, instead of being excited, you'll be so frustrated. God can. Yes. Can. Your job, when you submit it to the will of God, God can show you you will work. See, you welcome Everybody will say, hey, this project, don't take it or don't take it or God will tell you, my son, go for it. You will go for it. You will deliver. You will be successful, and that will be your promotion. The thing that everybody is running out God can tell you, you, I prepared you for such a time as this. And you will touch it and you will be like, ah, now when will be a journey? Oh, say, we're there for cry. You will deliver and deliver well because you have submitted it to the will of God. Can I hear an amen? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. The building, God can give you ideas on how to finish the building. How? Submitting it to his will. Because let's not live as though God just brought us here and he has left us. No. Let's submit our plans to his will. God can tell you this year, don't touch, don't touch anything on the property don't do anything. Your plan is that you are going to build. Then you go to God. he tell you on that land, this don't touch anything. You want to do but something is holding you. You want to do something is holding you but you want to do something. After three, four, five months, they'll say, oh, there's a litigation on the land. And before you realize, you have saved money. Can, can, do you understand what I'm saying? If you have put your money into it, they'll come and bulldoze the whole thing. God can tell you that no that land don't, don't don't build on it. Go and buy another one. With the money, you buy another one. Even though they've stolen your land, you still have one. How? Because you prayed about it, you submitted to it to the will of God, and he gave you direction about it. That's what I'm talking about. Submitting to because you know that you have no power. You have no power. You have no power. But arrogant Christianity arrogant Christians is what we have become name it and claim it I see a car I claim the car I see Mary I co- every day we are seeing we are seeing and we are claiming we boast in our arrogance may the Lord have mercy on us all in Jesus name thank you for listening to the Grace Center sermon of the week with Pastor Mauli Chikata for more information visit gracecenter.church or call 0244-010863 to get in touch with our ministry.